You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Here's your host, editor and chief of DailyTurismo.com, Vince, and co-founder, Chris. Hello and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio Show, broadcasting from scenic Gardena, California, which before 1930 was an unincorporated area known as Berryland for its ripe and prosperous berry industry. There was even an annual uh, May Strawberry Day Festival, but today we aren't here to celebrate some worthless aggregate accessory fruit <laughs> masquerading as a berry, and because strawberries <laughs> are not real berries, okay? There's no Duly berries. Noted. There's no straw involved, okay? So we're not talking about them. Today we're here to talk a bit about cars, and false fruits will get no quarter here. <laughs> so uh, today we have a fantastic show for, for everyone listening. Uh, we have a special guest who's going to join us via something called Skype. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Some sort of technology that confuses me. Uh, we're going to do a 10-second car review, uh, several of them. We'll have some questions from the audience. We'll do um, a final lap. And those questions from the audience come from when you guys go to DailyTourismo.com and you ask a question on one of the posts or on the posts for the DT Radio Show. But we, we've got a really, really good show for you guys. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, but first, I've got to introduce some of the guys that are, that are with me in, uh, in, this, in a Berry Town and um, some other Berry purists who are going to join me via Skype today. <laughs> so uh, first, I've got co-host Seaflow. What who, up? Yes, Seaflow flew here on a magic carpet today. I rode here in a very smooth riding Volvo diesel wagon today, very slowly. Uh. Last time you said I, I drove did. slowly in a Volvo, and that wasn't true, but this time it is true. So. And here I'm thinking magic carpets. I'm, it it I'm is way off pretty base. much a magic carpet. <laughs> There's a lot of fringe involved. You talk this to it true. nicely, and it might go down the road a little bit. <laughs> I don't, know. don't rub it the wrong way. Uh, next is producer Ben, who isn't doing much today other than lounging around like Michael Jordan in his Fruit of the Looms. Um, but um, and, and speaking of Fruit of the Loom, I'd like to point this out that here's a company founded mid-18th century... Uh, out of Bowling Green, Kentucky, you know, real old school company. Corvette Town. Corvette Town, exactly. Um, today they're part of the Berkshire Hathaway portfolio. But again, uh, maybe they want to sponsor the show. We'll find out. Uh, their logo, <laughs> yeah, right. okay, they've got this fruit logo. And on that logo, they've got grapes and apples and no strawberries, okay, because they don't want to support some improperly named fakers, all right? And they don't have tomatoes either because those guys are always hanging out in the uh, vegetable aisle, but actually a fruit. Okay, the world's gone okay. amok. All right, Vince, I'm going to have to cut you off here. Oh, you need sorry. to simmer down. Sorry, okay. I'm, I'm, my, my fruit diatribe's going yeah. on. Okay, so where was I? Okay, so we've got a great show. Um, but first, got to introduce today's special guest star. He, he's a great guy, uh, an Italian car lover, two-stroke enthusiast, uh, Daily Turismo contributing writer, uh, Johnny. And uh, welcome, Johnny. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Thanks, El Jeffe and Seaflow. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, and so the first question, which everyone's dying to know, is um, I hear that you make a mean dump cake. And, and it's two-parter. First, what is a dump cake? And second, is it legal in the 50 states and Puerto Rico? <laughs> well, it's, it's legal up here in Washington, but then so is some other stuff that's uh, kind of herb-based. <laughs> <laughs> so dump cake is like a... You, you dump a bunch of stuff in a in a Dutch oven, which that's another word that makes me snicker. <laughs> so, um, so when I when my kid was a, a Boy Scout, we made a dump cake, and it's like you dump some cake in and some other stuff, and then you put it in a, in a in a fire and you bake it, and it comes out really good. So, me and some friends we went camping. We decided we were going to make it, but um, we decided let's get the fire as hot as we can, and we'll dump all the stuff in it, and then we just totally made charcoal inside. Of <laughs> So now it's like, oh, we're we going to make the dump cake. It's like, oh, we don't have a fire that's hot enough. So, uh, so the trick is with any kind of cooking is to just start with a hot fire. Yeah, that's what we thought. But it's really start with a couple of charcoal briquettes. Anyway. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Well, uh, good, good. All right. Camping's always fun. That's uh, that's some of the best yeah. memories made that way. Um, hooning in the desert. Hooning in the Those desert. Those are my greatest memories of camping. Yeah. yeah. But continue. Finish it yes. off with a dump cake and you'd be yeah. cool. <laughs> dump cake and you're good. Go far away from your, your campsite when you do that, though. I know. Seriously. <laughs> you, could, you could, like, you could ever cook them on, like, a Volkswagen engine block? Because those things make a nice fire. Yeah. Uh, so, um, getting to cars, uh, Johnny, uh, what, was, what was your first car? 
my first car that I actually owned that my name was on the title was a uh, um, 87 CRX SI. So nice I choice. Was gonna, I was going to buy a GTV6, but my dad said, I'll give you $2,000 extra if you don't use your money and buy a GTV6. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up buying a CRX. He so subsidized was, you to not buy Italian, basically. Yes, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> my, my older brother um, bought a Fiat in 1973, brand new, worked like a dog through high school, and when he graduated, he bought that. It was a neat car, but my dad didn't think much of it. <laughs> he was an American car guy, <laughs> so no, no Italian cars. Now, um, it, it looks uh, when I when I peruse your your sort of car history, it looks like you you now have those Italian cars. Yeah, so I've got a, a GTV, and I've had it now, geez, almost twenty four years. Um, I've also had a couple. I've had a one sixty four and a and a Spider, but you know, I every once in a while I think, well, well, I could sell the GTV, but then I I go if I sold it. I'd kick myself and then I couldn't afford to buy a new one. It was when I bought it, it was just a used car. Yeah, we would we would kick you through the internet too if you sold it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you sold it to me. Yeah, that could be it, interesting. So I I paid six thousand dollars for it and now they're worth thirty or something like that. And I kinda go, Well, you know, I could buy something else, but everything that's kinda cool is over thirty now. I, I missed the boat on nine elevens. Yeah, nine yeah, elevens. We, we we talk about we that all a lot. Did. Yeah, that <laughs> was like that wasn't a boat. It was like a rocket ship. We, we have one yeah. friend that that was into them when they were cheap, and and he made a killing and and tells the stories to the rest of us. But uh, we can only dream now. Until the bubble bursts, I don't think any of us DT uh, staff will be buying any nine elevens yeah. anytime soon. Uh, yeah, maybe nine nine sixes. Oh yeah, there you go with They're the blown engine. Cheap. Yeah, LS swap time maybe. Yeah, if the engine's not blowing, yeah. it's gonna blow. But but you want the air cooled one. I mean, it's not a nine eleven after that. Right. I remember, a yeah. neighbor had one of the water cooled ones. It didn't sound anything. You you always know a nine eleven when it comes up behind you. You can can hear that air cooled uh, flat six. But the water cooled ones sounds sounds like a Subaru or something. <laughs> yeah, no, no Who would drive a Subaru? Jeez. Seriously, I know. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Subarus have a different connotation up here in the Northwest. Yeah. It, is that a good a good connotation or a bad connotation? It's not well, the flat brimmer connotation. Yeah. You put it that way, right? Huh. Yeah. I again, we don't want to get the explicit warning on the uh, well, right. on, 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 on the cast. There, but so. but now from what I understand, you've driven a, a WRX around in the dirt. Yeah, so I did dirt fish a couple years ago. So, that was fun. I I I did a racing school back about 10 years ago and it was fun and I kind of well this is all right but it was nothing that really I thought was like the greatest thing but I mean you're everybody loves to slide a car and that's all you're doing like for the whole day <laughs> nice can you explain uh dirt fish to any listeners who oh. maybe don't know what it is yeah um dirt fish is a, a rally school um out it's out beyond um Seattle out east I thought dirt fishing was something you did in Louisiana when you got hungry. The mud skippers, yeah, <laughs> mud bugs. I think it's when your when your fish taco hits the ground. <laughs> so still good. Anyway, they, they set up a they've set up a rally school out, and it's like an adult sawmill out in Snoqualmie, Washington, and it's just this giant. They've got some stage stage places, and then they've got a large dirt lot that they've they've created a course, and they have either. Like I did the I did the cheapo school last last week. I heard Sarah did dirt fish as well, and she did the really expensive one where they actually get to drive a an open class car with the sequential gearbox and the Ooh, hydraulic yeah. handbrake and stuff. Well, I did the cheapo class, so I only got the this showroom stock one that still had the old handbrake and just the regular old manual transmission. But still, it had a cage in it, and you had your six point belt and your intercom with your uh, instructor and stuff and it was it was a blast if if you if you ever get a chance i would say come up and do it dirt fish huh have uh have you ever done any, any lemons or no i've never done any of that only <laughs> only other thing i've done is um running over cones in a parking lot <laughs> yeah he's not brain damaged like we are <laughs> i know yeah seriously. well i don't know do they have a lemons race up in Washington State. Yeah, they've got a Pacific okay. Northwest, I think they call it. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's out it's out at the ridge. It's out near Shelton. It's quite a ways out cuz the the main racetrack here is down south about I don't know, 20 20 minutes or so, but 
condos and crap are encroaching on it. So they built another track way out in the sticks. If you want to, if you want to go out on a diatribe about people who move close to a racetrack and then complain about the noise, feel free because <laughs> that's. <laughs> I hadn't been down to Pacific Raceways for probably 10, 15 years, and I went down there just recently, and there's like houses right on the back. It's like it looks like it's sitting right on the edge of the corner, the last corner coming out onto the straight. It's like where did that thing come from? It's like these six hundred thousand dollar houses. <laughs> well, it's and and, and people. And people buy like, or they build they build these homes in the off season. Yeah, and then it's like you know, come the springtime, all of a sudden the the people who own them start calling the police because it's like someone's driving. I some, thought you know, these were electric cars. <laughs> yeah, these yeah. things are noisy. <laughs> it's like, and wow. then they have a big Seafair National NHRA drag race. That must be really oh, thrilling yeah. for the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about setting the car alarms off for miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um. What then? What then? Uh, NHRA. Uh, any motorsports did you watch, Johnny? Or are you? Um, I used to watch Rally World Rally Championship when you could actually see it on TV. But now I'm reduced to watching little YouTube clips of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I I take naps during Formula One, but ah <laughs> yes. It's, it's, <laughs> I am. Like my, it's a good Sunday morning activity. Says hey, you're always sleeping whenever you're watching Formula Formula One. But That's I, I started following Formula One probably like 1980 or 81 back reading it in road and track and then espn would do like an hour show that was three weeks after the race had actually happened you know and you could probably stay awake for that hour show but i mean yeah. really from like lap three to lap you know you know 60 57 right, or something the race yeah. is kind of boring I mean, <laughs> yeah well Unless, it's every year you're you're always hearing oh it's going to be a classic season and it's like, i think classic season means nobody passes anybody <laughs> yeah, exactly. unless somebody puts like two different tires on their car or something that would never happen all right right or, oh. or the it's like it's it's it unfortunate but week. yeah i saw that it's unfortunate <laughs> but the, the the formula one particularly has become a, a game of mistakes and the only reason yeah you win or lose in the pits basically right and the only reason people lose the race isn't because of the racing capability it's some mistake that the team made or some tire that exploded and yeah, I thought that the the wrong tire was kind of cool. It's like they should have put the soft ones on the front and then the hard ones on the back. Yeah, let them drift basically. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They 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 really should be allowed to mix them up. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I was surprised when that was a penalty. It was think like I was thinking, okay, that's self penalizing. If you did that, I mean, the car is going to be slow. So why right, do they yeah. need an extra penalty for that? Because I think it's that ridiculous. some of the teams would would figure out that putting the the softs on the front and the hards in the back for the whole race, they they would just they would race that way every time. Demonstrate, right? And then it's like people would be like, oh, well, they're winning. They can't do that. And you're like, what's what's the point of it? motorsport? It just it, it gets a little bit um, sort silly. Of, yeah, silly with the the trying to tweak the rules to make it fair for everybody. In reality, the top like you know four teams are always going to win the races, and the guys you know the Marusha and the, and the Force Indies well, actually Force India does well these days. They're but decent, the teams yeah. in the back are like McLaren, Honda. There you go. Yeah, those jokers. What have they ever done? Yeah, <laughs> Caterham. Yeah, all these people are they're, they're just uh, they just kind of you know show up for the the for the the, for the, the free hot parties. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, uh, Johnny, would you, uh, would you care to, uh, regale us with, uh, tales of your favorite cars? If we, if you had to name uh, some favorites, my, my favorites. So I was thinking about that. And, um, so the top of the list has to be the 246, um, Dino GT. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that car is like the most beautiful thing that Italy has designed. I think, I mean, maybe other people have different opinions, but I think, car design hit its highs in with the Italian designs of the 60s and that kind of the last before really the government started to get involved in bumper regulations right. and all of that sort of stuff and everything starts to kind of look the same and arrow comes in and things look like jelly beans so that's my yeah. my personal top favorite which I'll never be able to afford <laughs> yeah there's some nice kit cars that look pretty close, right? Some yeah. Volkswagen. Yeah, you like you like Fieros, Dinos, right? Yeah. yeah. Dineros. I was thinking about Dineros. Fieros on on that thread, and didn't Huffaker or somebody like that race Fieros? I was trying to think about racing Fieros. Wasn't there a tube frame Fiero? I'm sure, uh, someone did at some point. Yeah, it was like in the Bay Area, I think Huffaker or somebody like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, are you talking in like recently in in Twenty Four Hour Lemons, or are you talking about like <laughs> no. historically? No, back in the day. Yeah, this was actually professional back. Oh in wow, okay. The eighties, maybe nineties. 
because I have seen many Fieros. There was one that was painted up with a brick paint job at the 24 Hour of Lemons. That's uh, I ran into that car multiple times. <laughs> As well, you should have. <laughs> he was in the way. I saw a Dino recently, Johnny, on my street, actually, but it was not the 246. It was actually the, the later 308 Dino, uh, which was, I guess, the first V8 Ferrari, which I had to look it up to figure out what, what I was looking at, first of all, and then that was one of the pieces of trivia. But I, I used to never pay attention to those kind of 70s, you know, mid-70s Ferraris because they all started looking like wedge, you know, door stops, but seeing this one on the street i thought oh, i could i could do that well yeah now everybody laughed at the wedge back then yeah but now with what car design has devolved into the wedge is like wow that's really distinctive and pretty cool looking looks pretty sharp in compared my, to in my opinion yes yeah, yeah. Sharp. yeah you know one ferrari that i i always look at and i'm always i'm sort of underwhelmed by the by the looks of it even though it's is the 375 gtb right everyone mm-hmm. talks about that one it's um, kind of a bloated kind of squishy looking car right yeah well i mean and it, it was i i get that it was it, you know it had a whole bunch of horsepower big v12 up front and it was you know so see it's fat, a grand touring car yeah right? fast yeah. and but it's like the the front end treatment just kind of looked kind of like i don't know, like a mazda rx7 ish to me and like an electric eel sort of yeah i, I don't know i just <laughs> you're right on the previous the 60s ones with uh, things like exposed headlights just had so much more or even the, with the covers on them if they were in europe they had just so much more character um then sort of later cars with you know sealed beams and bumpers and all that other kind of stuff. It's unfortunate. Your, your own Alphas, Gianni, I, I imagine you put in that category of favorite cars as well. Yeah. So, of course, my GTV is one of my favorites. Um, and then I also like the Duetto, the original. Um, original Spider. Original, yeah, the original incarnation of the Spider that yeah. lasted 40 years. Something about that, that shape and the, the, yeah, the early ridiculous. ones look nice. The disco yeah. volante uh, style, right? Yeah, the yeah. cuttlefish bone, yeah. And the, <laughs> yeah. just the 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 sheer ridiculousness of the the pointed rear ends that uh, and pointed front ends that you could never parallel park the thing without somebody <laughs> nice. backing over the front of it. Nose nice. bash, they all get bashed in the nose, yes. right? Yeah, mine, that happened to mine. I had a I had a '76 Spider and some pickup truck backed across the. Well, I didn't see it. <laughs> oh. So, so what's next on on your car agenda? If if you had to, if you're gonna buy another car in the next six months, next year, what the is it gonna six be? Months, so I'm I'm a moron who would actually buy a new car. <laughs> We've done it before. Had, don't worry. I've had a few people come up to me and tell me that they're like, "Hey, I bought a new car. What are you trying to say?" Vince I, bought a new car once. I did. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Couple I times. would love to have the brand new Miata. There's there's something. Ooh, it's yeah. it's almost countercultural the way that they. It lost weight from the last version, mm-hmm. and it's smaller. It's like it's, it's the same size. I have a I have a ninety one, and my son has a ninety seven, and that car is the same size as as mine. And it's just twenty five years later, it hasn't gotten big and bloated like everything else does, as it like everything and everybody else. I got yeah. to sit in one a couple of weeks ago, in front of my house actually. Uh, a, a Mazda engineer who will remain nameless drove it to my house and. Uh, I actually fit in it. I'm I'm kind of a bigger guy, and I didn't really fit in the NA very well, so I've never had one. Uh, your your but head could, didn't fit in it. No, yeah, my head like protrudes from. Stick out the. You sides. need a gurney bump, you know, <laughs> in the top. <laughs> but I could I could actually daily drive an ND, so that's on my my list as well. I would think. It, is was that the one where that was rumored to be an Alpha version? There's a Fiat truth? version coming. A Fiat yeah. version. Yeah. It so, was going to be an Alpha version, but then the great Sergio put the kibosh uh, on that, said it had to be so, Italian with an Italian engine. So then you you got to get the Fiat version, right? Uh, I'm going to stay away from that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. the Fiat the Fiat version, the the engine isn't really a Fiat. Where isn't it built in somewhere in Michigan or something like that? Uh, yeah, who knows? It's Chrysler, that's, right? That's, that's my other. It's probably beef. built in Windsor, Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah then, exactly. That that's my other beef is it seems like cars they don't have the personality and and of the the people who build them when they're built all over the place. I mean, a '70s Italian car that regional charm, by, right? Yeah, I mean it was built by communists, right? That hated you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they, to, we spit on your car. They're yeah. trying to kill you with the car. Yeah, no, okay. Well, um, uh, Johnny, on that note, hey, um, we're gonna we gotta take a break. So uh, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and joining us today. Uh, it's been a pleasure and we really appreciate you, uh, taking the time to, uh, yeah. to talk to us. Um, of course, to all the people listening, um, be sure to read Johnny's stories on dailyturismo.com. Um, you can find him, uh, all over the front page. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was a, it was a pleasure.
Okay. All right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break, and when we get back, we're gonna do ten second car reviews. Fairfield, and you're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. And we're back, and it's time for 10 second car reviews. And this time, myself, Seaflow, I'm going to be myself, quizzing. Seaflow, you, you didn't know who you were for a minute. <laughs> Me? What? No. I'm going to be quizzing Vince this time because he's always the one asking other people for 10 second car reviews. And this time, I get to pick his brain. So, let's with that, let's just launch right into it. First car, Volvo 242 GT. Uh,. Slow but steady. <laughs> the GT. <laughs> Slow <laughs> and steady. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Rock rock solid car, but at the same time, still a, a Volvo with I don't know 110 horsepower. 100. Sorry, 100 <laughs> horsepower. And don't uh, exaggerate. Yeah, no, I was exaggerating. <laughs> Told you a million times. Uh, no, yeah, again, slow and steady. Okay. Uh, the next car, BMW E36 M3. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa, whoa. Really? Really? Wait, yes, really. Really? Yeah. It's, it's a fantastic go. A, a, a fantastic car. Uh, I, I owned one of these before. And um, not the... Hey, check this out, guys. Check this out. Check this out. I can totally cut Vince off here. He can't even, he can't even hear himself. Yeah, I can totally turn them both down. And we don't have to review a BMW at all. Maybe we should go on to the next car. And, and and that was my review. <laughs> oh, that was a very astute uh, and uh, concise review. Thanks for sharing that with everyone, Vince. Uh, the next car, a 1968 Dodge Charger with a rainbow flag on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> ten ten. Uh, I would I would hoon with the rainbow flagged Charger because any kind of Dodge Charger is you know it's cool. It's a big big heavy car. You know, and you can obviously get big horsepower and stock. It's not not so big, but. Um, I'm not a big fan of having flags of any kind on the roof of my my charger, um, so I'm gonna say, meh. Next, <laughs> okay. Uh, next car, the Polsky Fiat 126. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little a little story about um, the uh, the late and great Saint uh, John Paul II, mm. and there's a story involving um, uh, who was Polish. Right? Who was Polish, and he he he. He was being interviewed by this uh, American magazine um, about um, the United States. He had a trip to the United States, and he came back, and they asked okay. him, they were like, what did you feel, how did you feel about the United States? And he said, well, it was great, except those two things I didn't like. And they said, well, what were they? He says, well, it was um, Polish jokes and M&Ms. And they said, well, okay, Polish jokes we get, but <laughs> why didn't you like M&Ms? He uh -huh. says, well, they're just really too darn hard to peel. <laughs> So next car. <laughs> okay. Nothing about that actual car, but anyway. Uh, a Chrysler New Yorker Brougham. Oh, or, okay. Anything with a broom. <laughs> broom. <laughs> broom. Broham, if you will. I, I prefer Broham sandwich. Yeah. Um, I believe that technically it's a Scottish word, um, and it should be pronounced broom. Uh, but I don't know. I'm, 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 my Scots portion of me is very small. And you ask my dog. He's past. Scottish. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, you know, Chrysler New Yorker, big car. I'm uh, talking about front wheel drive 80s. Terrible New car. car. <laughs> <laughs> um, With a rich Corinthian leather interior. You know what? Honestly, if someone gave me one, I would register it under like a friend's name so my wife didn't know about it. Yeah. And I'd drive it around. Okay. Because yeah. at the end of the day, a nice condition any car is sort of fun to drive every once in a while. I, I wouldn't, you know, pay sure. money for one. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and the final car for this week's 10 second car review is the uh, Volkswagen Type 3 Squareback. The Squareback. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the non-Volkswagen Beetle uh, variants like the Beetle itself. It's you know again. I, I know you've owned one. I've driven. I've driven yours. There's something about that shape that's sort of like it, it sort of 
it's it's not pleasing to the eye. Okay? <laughs> okay. All right. But the, but the other ones, uh, the square back, the notch back, um, the fast back, the fast back, uh, they they kind of Carmilla, they take that same kind of miserable driving experience <laughs> and they add a little bit of like kind of coolness to they it. They wrap it in a pretty package, right? Right. Yeah. You kind of turn your head and say, they're probably heavier and they're probably slower than, than, a, than a Beetle. But you kind of turn your head and you look at, oh, well, look at that. You know, that, isn't that kind of, kind of fun and interesting? And, yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, I would, I would own one, but I'd probably want to swap like a Corvair engine in the back or something. Fair enough. They have two trunks, too. <laughs> a frunk. The Type 3 has a frunk a and frunk. a rear trunk. Wow. Get a get a middle, middle trunk in there. <laughs> um, so so was that a thoroughly? That was uh, that was all right. I think we'll have you back on for that maybe one more time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if our, our listeners are going to agree with that one. Um, and so uh, I think this might be a good time to talk about uh, the Daily Turismo website on a little nice little segment we like to call from the website. Um, this is where we highlight some of the more interesting stuff happening on DailyTurismo.com. Uh, Everything week. that happens in DailyTourism.com is interesting. Well, of course. It's it's all interesting to us. But <laughs> we're the ones <laughs> it writing is? it. so I've uh, actually never been to the website. Yeah. <laughs> you're not missing much. It's <laughs> okay. You've been banned anyway. <laughs> Perma-ban to producer pen. You need to wear pants to go to the website. Um, so I think from the website, first thing we should talk about is the car of the week. Um, what's the best or the most interesting or you know the uh, most discussion worthy car that we've featured on daily turismo what do you think yes Seth? so so i've got one and t- to me the, the one that kind of uh i was the most kind of intrigued by was that crazy uh, 83 amc concord <laughs> dl I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it crazy really <laughs> well it's just you know you look at the car and you kind of double do a double take and, and not because it's good looking because it, it was so like bland and so like a combination of other people's design cues and Honestly, if it, if it drove by, by me on the street, I'd notice it because it looks so kind of uniform that it looks different. Right. And, you know, okay, it had this little um, uh, C-pillar windows that are kind of that were kind of unique. But other than that... Did that have a vinyl top? Did that one have a vinyl top? I think it did top? have a vinyl top. Okay. And um, it was, you know, sort of uh, low miles and in good condition and went for... I forget what it went on eBay for, you know, it was bidding for like $500 with, with a, with a yeah. day to go or so. And, I mean... The idea of, of buying this AMC Concord and then driving it around, right, and, and having to explain it to friends, right, coworkers. What is that car? Yeah. <laughs> what even is you, that? You, yeah. my, my wife, you know, telling her, oh, yeah, I bought this AMC Concord. She's like, what? Is that French? <laughs> what? I don't understand. Yeah. Why? <laughs> no, it's from Wisconsin. Yeah. Don't and, you know? Right. It's like Kenosha. You don't, yeah. you don't know about that? Don't you know about Kenosha? Uh, Kenosha, yeah. Uh, they make great cars there. <laughs> eh? Uh, and uh, to, to me, it's just... It's it's appalling and appealing in the same time because yeah, I it's noticed such a weird ball. That you said it was appalling in the title of the post, and originally I thought it was appealing, but strangely appalling. I think was the title. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I was, had to read um, it a few times before I caught that. Yeah, th- there there might be some puns every once in a while. No in the titles. So no, just just keep your eye open for I those. I don't. I won't believe that. I refuse to believe that. Um, right. So uh, now that we're done talking about that terrible vehicle. <laughs> um, <laughs> What is the car that you would actually buy with your own money, uh, Mr. Cheapskate? Oh, um, so to, to me, the car that, that I wanted the most to, to actually buy um, would have been that uh, 63 Elva Courier. Mm. Uh, just a, and, and an expensive car. It didn't, it didn't go for anything cheap. Um, uh, but, but it's this crazy fiberglass, um, you know, makes a Lotus look heavy kind of a um, approach to, to building a car uh, that you don't see and uh, you know I've, I don't think I've ever seen one of those on the street no mm-hmm. um, and it would just be such a fun interesting car just to drive around um, you know versus the same you could put the same amount of money and you could buy like a uh, you know a, a, a poor conditioned Porsche 911 from the same era you know from the 60s right or you could drive this Elva Courier to me the Courier wins hands down 10 out of 10 times Elva there's also Courier. the Ford Courier which is a great Mazda based pickup truck <laughs> that's neither <laughs> here nor there you would probably uh, use your Ford Courier to uh, tow your Elva Courier yeah. every time it broke down because it does have MG and engine I, in it so. I've seen Elvas but I think the only time was at uh, Laguna Seca at the historic races they have there um, but you've never seen Elvis in Las Vegas <sighs> he's all over the place Oh, uh, Vince. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, they, I I agree that they they kind of look like a Lotus, but 
you know, even less stuff on the car. And so, so, yeah, take away, take away anything that makes a lo- like the Lotus badge. Oh, that's too heavy. Throw it away. <laughs> you know, and oh, three layer fiberglass. That's oh, too thick. One layer. You right. know, and then a French name. El, yeah, Elva. She goes. She it's goes. A great name. Yeah. yeah, but it was a British car, right? Yeah, is yeah, that right? It was, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was made in um, in Britain, but uh, born yeah. in a shed. <laughs> yeah, born in a shed, made by a couple guys. A couple guys like you know you and me. The but, garagisti, you know. in other words, as Il Commendatore would have said, right? Right, and mm. it's it's something that 50, 60 years ago you could do that. You could get together a couple guys and be like, hey, let's, let's, let's make a, start car, a car company. Start a car yeah. company, and unless you're Elon Musk and you've made you know a billion dollars from PayPal, uh, it's hard to do these days. So I, I will do it eventually, but it's just a matter of time. <laughs> You're, and you're going to help me, too. Chris doesn't, Chris doesn't realize this <laughs> I yet. quit already. <laughs> ben, ben, um, ben will be in charge of the naming the cars. Okay. Uh, the last thing from the website, I think we should talk about the comment of the week. Do you have, uh, do you have a favorite from this week? Uh, yeah, I, I do. It's, um, it's um, there was a, um, I think it was the What Am I? No, it wasn't the What Am I? It was the midweek matchup. Mm. Um what were, what were we looking for? <laughs> I've totally forgotten what we were even looking for. Uh, matchup this week. Uh, track car for a thousand dollars. Yes. No, that couldn't have been it. <laughs> was it the Thursday Twister? What do uh, we look at the Thursday Twister for? I think week? you should have done your research before we had. That. No, no, I know what the comment of the week is, but I Twister was the self-leveling suspension this time. I can. I had no idea where this was. Well, posted. it doesn't matter. It this doesn't is, matter. We're gonna go right past this part. Uh, so it was a comment um, from uh, T R D Smith. Alternatively, Turd Smith, Smith, which he actually I, told us he, he we, we could pronounce it like that. Okay. He actually mentioned that one time, uh, where he says, "I've always thought the cro- the Chrysler ceasefire." He's talking about the Crossfire, right? Uh, resembled a dog in pooping formation. And, and then he, I think he put a picture up yeah. of, of a dog and a, and a Chrysler Crossfire. Yeah, and the 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 angle or the curvature of the dog's back. It's two legs conched. accurately matched the roof line of the Chrysler. <laughs> it was a d- uh, all the way down to the rear bumper. It was. It was a total like like you know he just he dropped the mic right there <laughs> in in the 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 DT's website and right. It was just like a great comment. I I just I never put that together. Yeah, I thought that was that, that was a highlight of the week. For that me. car does have a weird look from the back. I, although I will say the weirdest one that I ever saw was flying around the convention center in San Diego at the car sh- at the auto show there. Flying. There was a uh, company. Was that, a, a car show in Colorado. No, the. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was high except this car. <laughs> it was a styrofoam car that looked exactly like a Chrysler Crossfire. Same dimensions, everything. It was wrapped in vinyl. Mm-hmm. It had real lights. Was it dropping dog poop on no, you? No, it weighed about five pounds, and it had. Uh, wow. It was filled with helium, and it had little blimp, like radio control blimp motors on it, around. and mm-hmm. they were flying it around in the convention center, and it looked like a real car just floating around up there. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> so that's the Chrysler Crossfire that I would buy <laughs> if I could. Not a real one. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, with that um, uh, from the website all, all, yep. all wrapped up, um, the next segment that we're going to head into is a, uh, a little... Uh, a, a new segment. It's Ooh. something new. It's new. Everything that's new is, is better, right? Exciting. Yeah, it's like the the new Miata, the new, the new uh, Daily Turismo radio show segment. Vince's new shoes. I I, I, don't, I never buy new shoes. <laughs> Everything oh, that's right. that's new is better or my idea. Vince just other. buys used shoes from the dumpster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> His never buy new goes into shoes. Yeah. <laughs> His depreciation shoes. on shoes is unbelievable. Fifty <laughs> percent when you walk out that shoe store, son. Uh. <laughs> But so so this new segment, um, which is already depreciated fifty percent in the time <laughs> I've been talking about it, um, is is going to be called Ben's spectacular spectacle of super spec. Ooh, excellent! That's a mouthful. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm going to ask producer Ben to introduce this this competition. And oh. uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm curious. What's going on here, Ben? All right, since you two are a couple of car geniuses. I'm going to have to explain this game to you. Slowly. All right. Please, slowly. Slowly. Small words. Essentially, I have a list of every car that you guys have owned in your entire life. What I did is I went and did a little research on all these cars. Mm. So there are a bunch of different specs that you guys can choose from. Like like the actual cars we own? Like you, you swabbed them with, like with Q-tips and did DNA tests? or The VINs of each car we've owned. No, I was actually afraid to touch any of the cars you guys actually owned. <laughs> okay. So I just did it online. <laughs> it's cleaner All that right. way. So 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 one of you guys has to go first. 
And essentially, I'm going to tell you if Vince owned the car or if Chris owned the car. And then you're going to tell me how many of the categories of specs. I think there's seven that you're going to need to know to be able to name this car. We're gonna, we have to guess the car. You're yes, not going to have to guess the car. I'm not going to tell you model. the car. Yeah. That's right. C- C- All Chris. right so, so let me tell you this real quick. <laughs> the first car I have, I think Vince owned it. <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure Vince owned it. I All hope right. I didn't get my piles mixed up. Okay. But we'll find out real quick. I guess so. All right. So I think Vince owned this car. So since Vince owned it. How many how many clues do you want? Yeah. How many clues do you think well, you're going to What's the need? maximum number of clues seven? I can get? I think he said seven. See. There is one, two. Yeah, seven. All right, so I, I can name that car in seven clues. <laughs> okay. Really? Chris? Chris, All do you right. think you could name it in less than seven? I'll, I'll say five. Wow. Jumping down. All right. Let's uh, go. Vince, Vince, what do you I'm think? I'm going to say I'll, I'll do it in four. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. Let's, okay. So, so you want, do, do you want to go lower than four, Chris, or do you want to have Vince <laughs> no, name? No, four is good. Four is good. Let's do it. Okay, Vince. You see. All right, you Vince. You're, you're, you're ready for these specs. you got to see. I'm actually going to pick. Spectacular, spectacular. <laughs> I'm going to pick the specs you have to, you get. All right, listen up. All right. <laughs> you tell me. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> we are doing the. I get four specs. Yeah, four specs. Okay. So okay. your first spec is. I, I like that the, the model the name exter- to start out with. <laughs> is the exterior measurements. All right. The ex- this car is five feet, eight and a half inches wide. Mm-hmm. It sounds is, like a car. <laughs> it, it, it is four feet. It's a white eight, car. Eight point three inches tall. Okay. Okay. It is fourteen feet five point eight inches long. Hmm. The ground clearance is point five seven inches. What? That's really that's ridiculous. 0.57 hold on, hold on, inches. Hold on, hold on. That's too. I'm low. sorry. I'm five point seven inches. Five point seven. Okay. Who's driving this car? Sorry. <laughs> Grounded 5. to the ground. 5.7 inches. That was Seaflow's bug, wasn't it? Yeah, your first bug. To the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your your wheelbase is eight feet four oh, inches. Man. Your front track is four feet. 10.7 Wait, I thought we were doing inches. four specs here. You've yeah, made like, like no, a no, thousand no, no. things. This is all one spec. This is all your one. exterior oh, okay. measurements. Okay, move on to the next one. That's all enough. Right. That's okay. enough of that. Your, all right. <laughs> your fuel type. Okay, check this out. It's a gas engine. Okay. okay. All right. The tank premium unleaded is supposed to be required. Premium. Okay. 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 Uh, fuel tank capacity is fifteen point nine gallons. The range is two hundred fifty four miles. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. I two thousand four Subaru STI. Yeah, I was gonna say STI. Very good. Okay. But yeah. the width, Excellent. the width gave it away. Yeah, five point eight. It's, yeah, it's, that's, that's a wide car. A, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking either Roadmaster or STI. No, no, that's okay. not wide. Roadmaster is not, not wide. No, no, the Roadmaster is wide, and and, and okay. five foot eight inches is not a wide car. It says not that wide. I think car. it is. Maybe compared <laughs> to like a, a, a unicycle, Volkswagen Beetle, a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> All right, Chris. Yes, this is one that you own. Okay, I think three specs. <laughs> three. Oh, three. Specs. Wow. Damn. Well, we got the three we got the last ones. one in four. Yeah, you so. spec that spec. He right. doesn't name that tune. He's right. like yell something at you. <laughs> <laughs> Throw something on the ground. <laughs> Threw it on the ground. Right. What do you think, Vince? Can What's you do the first three spec? Specs or you want to go lower? I'm not going to go to two Let's specs go. on a, his car. Okay. Hit the three specs. All right, three specs. Here we go. You ready? Yep. <laughs> Chris is very impatient your today. First, I, like I know. Just I because like of it. that, Chris, your first spec is paint colors. Oh. Guess what? This car came in six different paint colors. Okay, next. All right. Your second specs is interior measurements, <laughs> smartass. <laughs> the headroom is, is 38.4 inches. 38? <laughs> what is okay. this? That's what it says. I, I never owned a bus. Hey, and the internet is never wrong. Okay. So. <laughs> your, right. head, your head would even actually fit in there. Yeah. Yeah. Honda Pilot? I never had one of those. <laughs> front, front shoulder room, 54.8 inches. What? Rear leg room, 35.5 inches. Front leg room, 41.1 inches. The way they measure the leg rooms, it's it's all the manufacturer. Forward or back. No, it's it random. Yeah, and it's the manufacturer random. decides. And so, so these numbers from, from Edmonds.com right, are And I'm going to let Vince get, get pick the last spec. Vince, should I give him the fuel it ran on or should I give him the engine specs? Oh, no, no, no. Don't give him the engine specs. He'll know immediately. Or the weight is. weight and capacities. Of the weight, weight and capacities. Weight and capacities. Okay, the weight and capacities of this vehicle. I think I already know what this car is, by the way. Are... Um, EPA interior volume is 124.5 cubic feet. Okay. The drag okay. coefficient is 0. 0.31. 
Volvo 242. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Damn it. Was that your final guess? <laughs> no, no. Guess or is he keep guessing? The, the, no. gro- the gross <laughs> here, does this help? Gross the, weight. Okay. The gross weight is is 4,209 pounds. That's gross weight. Gross, gross weight. So that's including full load of passengers and cargo. It says gross weight. Yeah, that's gross weight. Okay. Ew. What if there's a gross. fat lady in it? Then, then it's that's like... That's gross 40, weight. 4,200 <laughs> pounds, you said? Yeah, 4,209 pounds. 4,209. You've owned a lot of cars. The curb weight. It has, it has a curb weight. Oh, yeah. It says curb weight. Oh, and that's, okay. Yeah. That's 3,228 pounds. Ah, Volkswagen Jetta TDI. Very good. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> no, I, I was actually going to... Based on the headroom measurement, I was going to say it had to be your, uh, your Land Crusher. No. But the headroom thing was wrong. There's no car with 38 inches of headroom unless they're measuring from the bottom of the seat with like your head laying on the seat. I don't know. Anyway, that'll be more like like sort of like groin room. <laughs> uh, so uh, we got to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to answer questions from the viewer listeners. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we'll answer some questions. From okay. The listeners. Uh, all right. So uh, grab yourself a piece of pizza and a beer and um, listen to this little break from one of our sponsors. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the little musical interlude. Very uh, nice. Very nice. Yeah, it was, it was very uh, it's lively. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, in this next section of the show, we're going to take some some listener questions. And these are questions that are asked via the dailyturismo.com website where you as a listener can uh, go and ask questions and we will answer them on the show. Um, What's the first question, Vince? The first question comes from a DT regular named Renee, who says, Occasionally I need to fly into the L.A. basin on business. So if I added a day to my trip and swapped out that Chevy Spark I've been dogging, uh, (laughs) two-part question, Yeah. what challenging driving road should I select other than Mulholland Drive? Done that already. And then um, I can pick any car in the aisle. What typically available rental car should I pick without breaking the bank? All right. So, uh, Chris, why don't you why don't you start with the uh, driving roads? Um, I would say you know the 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 stereotypical LA driving roads. I mean, he mentioned Mahalan Drive. Well, maybe stay away from those because they're going to be crowded and go south down down our way, actually down towards the Palos Verdes Peninsula. I mean, down, there's down the hood here. Yeah. Drive through the hood and then drive back up the hills yeah. into the Palos Verdes Peninsula. Because you keep your windows rolled up, duck, and you'll be okay. Yeah, there's like eight different PV drives, and they all wind around and great views of the ocean. And there's dips because the the oh, yeah. <laughs> the land is sinking down into the ocean. So yeah, you, uh, you might want to take a rally car. Away. Yeah, it's kind boat. of like a rally stage. That's that's a lot of fun. In- incredible views of the ocean, though, and you see yeah. Catalina Island and, and out there. Yeah. And then from there, you can you can drive on towards San Pedro across the the bridge that was featured in uh, Gone in sixty seconds. That's the seconds. Vincent Thomas Bridge. That's right. That's the, right. The uh, the Nick Cage Gone in sixty seconds bridge where he did yeah. that ridiculous jump and yes. drive through Long Beach, go through Orange County on the you know, along the coast there and then cut inland and go towards uh, like Ortega Highway and some of the more, um, I'd say, back roads of Orange County. Yeah, what past sort of beef jerky shops and, and, and bait bait shacks. Bait, yeah. Dudes playing banjos and stuff. Yeah, uh, there's going to be some of that. I <laughs> <laughs> you uh, the crash in reality, cars. that's right where they filmed the, the uh, Real Housewives of Orange County. So it's really not that much of a backwoods area, although it kind of looks like it when you drive through. No, that's there's some great, like, uh, you know, country roads. I never would have guessed there. you're a Real Housewives of Orange County viewer. No, no, no. That's just a piece of trivia. I've never actually watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, what's, what's sure. the next question? Sure. Um, the next question came from... Uh, K2 Mystery Car, who writes, I have a couple hours to kill. Who uh, doesn't? And, and people. Oh, no, he didn't say and people, sorry. Um, set aside for the next podcast. So I have one question for G. Uh, what do you think of the Alpha Sedan? Well, unfortunately... That's um, Gianni. 
Yeah, who was our guest today? Right. Unfortunately, um, Johnny's gone. Um, he's uh, he had to go, so um, we we can't answer this question. But I did want to mention about about uh, K two. I did want to say that um, I thoroughly enjoyed that um, uh, Ford Centurion. Oh yeah, monster the truck. six door truck. Yeah, that he wrote up. Yeah, that thing was tremendous. I mean, it was just uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good write up. You know what else? Speaking of tremendous. Did you see that video of Magnus Walker crashing his Porsche oh, into yes. the back of a truck? <laughs> yes, yes. What, what what amazed me is that the the reporter who um who was being interviewed by him and in the car at the yeah. time of this crash, it amazed me that she was willing to get into a Porsche 911 with a homeless man. <laughs> like that was the part that was the most like interesting. I built this myself. myself. <laughs> right, and it's like yeah. this. I mean, and and yeah. you know, I, I expect por- homeless men to live in like Porsche 912s because a few years ago y- you could be homeless. I think it's 914. And nine twenty fours now is what right, they live in. Right, but to see a homeless man in a, in a in a nine eleven is is sort of it's it's a novelty. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 unusual, and and you know, I it's um we actually saw him recently. Yeah, at that's a right. Local car show. Yeah, yeah. The security was trying to escort him out, <laughs> and they go, like, "Oh no, uh, no, you no, can't no, you can't stand around these uh, nice fancy cars." Right, the soup kitchen's down, you know, <laughs> six blocks that way, sir. Um, no, but then someone someone pointed out that he had that kind of crazy Porsche nine eleven with the uh, different colored bumpers and yeah. Sort of, He's sort of done this hipster approach to to car they customization. Call it the outlaw style, I think. I don't know. It's just kind of like mild, you know, resto mod. Right, but then he doesn't actually sell his cars. He just builds them, and eventually he'll sell them in Barrett Jackson. But he doesn't make like customer cars. No, he just has this collection. And I, and I thought it was interesting that um, uh, he apparently was even invited to um, to the Porsche factory. I, I read this on some, wow. some article where um, Porsche sort of you know some some you know. Uh, uh, pale shirt wearing, you know, uh, marketing geek in the U.S. You know, Porsche's marketing people said, mm-hmm. "Well, let's try, let's get Magnus Walker. He's cool. Let's get him and take him back to the factory, and we, you know, we'll get some sound clips." And I, I could just imagine this guy showing up at the Porsche factory. And and so I've been to some some German um, uh, OEMs uh, facilities in as, Germany. As have I. Yep. Right. And so and so, what's the first thing you notice when you go in to talk to these they're German guys? Incredibly clean, and they're very businesslike. Well, and, and they all have mustaches. You can yeah. figure out when they sit down on the other side of the conference room table. You can figure out who's the boss based on how nice and well manicured their mustache is. Right, because he works for the next guy up the mustache chain. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, so I could just imagine like like this guy walking in and then being like, <laughs> "We have security, security! Please get in here. Some sort of homeless man is in here." You know? Oh no, 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 no! Please, you know, Walter, uh, that's 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 Magnus Walker. He's he's here to for this this thing, and it's just. Anyway, it's uh, I can imagine that that would have been a, a, a fun scene to 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 watch. I think we uh, should probably hear the the story firsthand from Magnus Walker. We should invite him on the show. Yeah, and I that? I absolutely think if he's listening, and um, I have it on good authority that um, this show does get regularly broadcast at the homeless center down in Thirteenth <laughs> Street. So I'm pretty sure he's going to listen to it. <laughs> they have nothing <laughs> better to listen to. And um, uh, no, no, no. In all in all, in all seriousness, um, it, he'd probably be a, a good guy to, to interview for a show like this, and he'd probably be entertaining and, and enjoy our um, uh, our free um, uh, Bud Light in a in a metal can, can bottle, bottle can, bottle, <laughs> can. <Cottle>, <laughs> And um, so, uh, so anyway, um, I think it's time to wrap up this segment. You you, you think so? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what what's what's next on the show? I'm I'm sort of getting lost. I think it's the last thing, actually. A little segment we like to call the final lap. This is the final lap on Daily Turismo Radio. So seeing as how our uh, lovely narrator announcer guy is British, I, I think it might that, be... That's not producer Ben. <laughs> someone, I thought it was producer someone Ben. Someone actually said, some, someone actually met producer Ben and said, I thought you were British. That was me. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling the story. I was totally expecting a British This is a great story. Guy. Yeah. That's my story, you jerks. Sorry. Hey, anyway, I think we should talk about Top Gear and, and mourning the loss of, of Top Gear, the show as we know it. Um, you know, Jeremy Clarkson was let go. The other two guys followed him. Clint. Now they're going to go do their own thing. Top Gear is going to become, uh, I don't know, something else. But, you know, they had something special there. And I think Vince has a good take on why they were, uh, you know, yeah, it was so the, successful. It was the, the total lack of um, accountability to advertisers. Ah. You, know, you know, you look at... Um, it was a BBC funded show, so it was funded by public money. Right, and they made this show, and they went on and they ridiculed everybody and anybody they wanted to. They said this new Lamborghini is terrible and it smells like rotten cheese. <laughs> and at the end of the day, Lamborghini couldn't then go to their 
advertising guys and say, well, we're not going to put our Lamborghini advertisements anymore unless you say nice things about this new right, Lamborghini. no one was advertising on their show. Right. Yeah. And so they couldn't do that when they were a small show because then they wouldn't even get the press cards since they couldn't get the news. They couldn't get the stuff. But so, so they were sort of, they were nicer at the beginning of Top Gear. Right. And then once they got big enough, they just let everything fall out the window. And so they were so big that even the people who they, they ticked off had to deal with them because you couldn't not have your new Lamborghini or your new Ferrari or on on Top Gear because right. you were losing Then you out. would look like a chicken, basically. Right, and it wasn't just the British market you're losing. No. You're losing the U.S. market, you're losing the Russia, you're losing everywhere in the world because everybody watched Top Gear. You know, they, they could bash anybody they wanted to and those those car manufacturers would come back for more, basically. Ooh. And so you got, you got a fresh and honest take, uh, you know, it, to some degree honest. You got a fresh take on certain cars and what was actually wrong with them and why Lexus shouldn't be making a uh, quote-unquote sporty uh, two-door when it's really just you know a barge, basically, you know that type of thing. Right, and and they they could say things that Car and Driver, Road and Track, all these other magazines and, and TV shows, you know, the guys on TV w- wouldn't say because of that that lack of advertiser money and advertiser influence on their programming content. Yeah, um, and they got big enough that that it didn't matter anymore. People watched them just. Because yeah, of who they became were, entertainment, right. and and they probably drove some bad uh, realities in the marketplace. They probably made some cars stiffer and harder than they needed to be because they always putting on their test track and seeing how fast they could go. And in reality, people who drive these cars around, you know, even Ferraris, people they just kind of drive them around, and you know, yeah, they don't want stiff suspension in reality. Right, this guy's a banker. You know, he's not he's known Apex. You know, he's he knows about you know making money from poor people. It's <laughs> their their job. Some people have you know do things better. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. at any rate. <laughs> We we mourn the loss of uh, Top Gear as we knew it. it was a great show. They're gonna and come back on Netflix though. Yeah, as right? as a different or show, Amazon. but um, you know, it's the end of an era. So I think that's a fitting final lap. So on that note, um, I'd like to thank Johnny, our guest, Daily Turismo contributor, uh, writer, good guy. who is our the latest addition to the DT staff. Very good guy, alpha enthusiast, and uh, Seahawks fan. Yeah, and, and he knew he knew how to use Skype, even though we didn't. He had to, yeah. he had to help us with that. That was my first Skype experience. I'm not lying. We, uh, we actually had to get producer Ben's wife to help us <laughs> with the Skype. True story. So we'd also like to thank producer Ben for his uh, magical job behind the uh, soundboard, the extensive, you know, studio that we have here. Uh, mixing. Yeah, he actually doesn't wear pants because he doesn't want them making noise. Right. The wrestling. His- the wrestling. Right, all his pants are either corduroy or leather. <laughs> Every once I've ever seen him ever wear when he's outside or women are here. <laughs> and I, uh, I, finally, um, uh, I should hope, thank my uh, my co-host Seaflow here because uh, he did a yeah, great job today. You're very welcome, and I'll thank you too, Vince. Thanks hey, for showing hey, up again. This is like a, a full-on yeah, thanks fest. Uh, and on that note, uh, keep on wrenching. You've been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo and on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio. 